Nice. Loop it. Cut it. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Local Earshot Podcast. I wrote the wrong number. I think this is episode 22, is it not? This 21. is 22. 21? 21. 21. All right. Yeah, so the uh, the bonus. Oh, uh, the Perseus gig. Yeah, That's what yeah. was throwing so, me off. Okay. Uh, yeah, um, <clears throat> I was going to show you after, but I, I'm i getting rid of that one host because it fucking sucks. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but I got a good app that that's awesome, and... I was able to number it that way so we could separate the bonuses from the actual numbering. So. Cool. No, all right, cool. So episode 21, we got our uh, resident gearhead and uh, riff consultant in the house today, Skylar Tudor. Welcome back, buddy. Thanks. I like that title. Yeah. I, hey, you got the reigning title so far. I got, we've got to say, though, Ron Ramsey was pretty close about uh, uh, maybe knocking you off that pedestal. You got to check that dude out and let us know what you think. Oh, for sure, dude. He's with uh, Kingdom of Ashes and like three other bands around town, but uh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we also got another another guy in today, uh, Asher Phillips, who's also Brian's cousin. Walford, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. All right. <laughs> yeah. So we're carpooling today. It's all good. Uh, Asher, tell us about yourself, man. Uh, basically, he's, I don't know if, I'm sure Walford suggested you send, send stuff my way or. I, I, I actually just kind of took that upon myself. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I did graphic design for a little bit and then just recently decided to pick it back up um and then he had been talking about you guys a lot and then obviously recently he's been on on the show a couple of times and so uh i had kind of found you on spotify and then i was just like yeah i'm gonna try to put something together and send it their way and see if they find anything interesting with that so cool yeah now that's what we're doing now we're trying to build this network of artists and musicians and just just People that do things relative to that thing, the music, mm -hmm. you know, and, and a lot of people f tend to forget the level of visual arts that goes into putting things yes. like a concert or a show on, and, and people, they, they forget that part, a lot of people. <clears throat> but we also had, a, we had Cotton White with uh, Straight White Buffalo on, and he even mentioned that, you know, he's an artistic guy, but even he, he, he goes and outsources for or the... the you know the uh, album covers and stuff mm -hmm. like that just because it's a third third eye it's a different perspective yeah. and so i thought that was pretty cool man um are you in college or what, what's your what's your path here um well i went through uh what's it called more norman technology center yep. to do i did their graphic design program so i'm certified in all of like the adobe programs and stuff like that um and then recently I, I, i'm by the way i'm not in college and forgot to mention that but um Recently, I kind of decided, like I said, to pick this back up. Uh, my girlfriend is a tattoo artist, and so being around that art all the time has just cool. kind of sparked my mind again, and I'm really looking into finding a decent pathway to go. I worked for a uh, screen printing and embroidery shop in Nor or, uh, Mustang. They're called uh, Inklahoma, and um, I did a bunch of work for them for a little bit, but other than that, I'm just trying to build up a decent portfolio for people around me, so... Well, you're welcome to give it a shot with us, man. I mean, I mean, it, this is cool to me because this kind of represents the whole value for value system we push. <clears throat> you know, I mean, we're time, talent, treasure, and obviously you guys are offering up your time and talents. So we're trying to 
give some of that back. So mm-hmm. hopefully this this whole thing turns into a, a positive thing. Yeah, well, and I mean, in, with, with uh, podcasting, like they added this feature where uh, you can have album art similar to like mm-hmm. albums do, you know, the CDs and stuff. And and so every episode can have a different image, but most podcasts don't do that. Yeah. Like they never initialize that mm-hmm. little thing, so they always just have their little, you know, cover with their name yeah. and everything. Uh, but some of the ones that I follow, like No Agenda, they actually change their artwork every single episode and have it submitted through a, a software mm-hmm. from like hundreds of people uh, that are watching the show and listening, and they're just making little album art. And so then they just choose one, and then that becomes the the album art. So that'd be super. That's cool. kind of what I'm trying to do. Is I'm, I'm like, well, if we we can do that, then we can create new art for you every yeah. single episode. Yeah, have a hybrid thing. We have our show thing, and then someone who donates, they can put up their idea underneath yeah. it. I don't, you know, we'll just throw it all in there. Shit, let's have a party. <laughs> <laughs> Skyler, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing good, man. Top of the world. You brought one of them spar camps, looking pretty good over there. I had a buddy that bought one of those. He had the he had to wait like a year because when he oh, bought yeah. it, it they sold out so fast that they had to build more to replenish. But when he finally got it, uh, we were actually playing a lot of Pink Floyd and uh, Tom Petty covers at the time, just kind of getting back in the groove of things. He brought that over, and I'm like, I can't believe that's 40 watts. I mean, right? That, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's nice, man. Yeah, I actually did. I had to wait uh, about a month uh, from the time I ordered it. Um, they, they were backordered quite a bit, but I, apparently I kind of lucked out because there were a lot of people that, yeah, they had to wait several months oh, yeah. to get theirs in. Uh, but it looks like they're, they're ramping up production again. Uh, I, I ended up getting their, their Spark Pearl limited edition. So they, they're doing a limited run of these white, uh, you know, Tolex. Always like know, the covers. white. Oh, dude, yeah. it's nice. Randy Rhodes vibe. I like right? It. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a couple things with that today. Uh, I'm not... I, we can talk about it for sure, uh, but really what I want to talk about is uh, like a strap that I got recently from a company outside the U.S. and then a uh, pedal from a local manufacturer here in Norman. Dude, I got to get a hold of those guys. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's a really cool sounding pedal. So, I mean, what do you have in mind? You just want to play a few a few riffs for us or uh, how are we going to do this? Yeah, uh, we, we can do that. Uh, so, ultimately, I just I kind of want to give a shout out to the the, the folks that I'm Absolutely. You know, working with. And um, I, I, I really believe in... I'm I'm not I'm not an elitist when it comes to gear. Like I don't want to just get you know boutique stuff, but I super appreciate handmade stuff sure. and and non manufacturer lined gear, right? And so um, when I when I found out that Oklahoma has multiple gear, you know, companies like you know Old Blood Noise Endeavor and uh walrus audio are like my my top two favorite i didn't know walrus was oklahoma yeah dude they're in oklahoma city oh i knew keely was up in edmond right i didn't know walrus was Oklahoma. yeah you got wow. keely walrus and old blood noise endeavors and nice. um i mean i can't really talk to them this week because they're all at nam i believe but um but yeah so uh but but the one thing that i have that i, I got recently was a strap from uh, leatherstraps.co and uh, they, they have an Instagram, which is kind of how I found them, because a few of the artists that I follow uh, recently got sponsored by this company. I was like, oh, sweet. I, w- I want to go check them out. And it's all handmade leather straps. Uh, they, they have a ton of different styles, lengths, and whatnot. Uh, but the, the one that really caught my eye was a double-sided one. So you can actually switch it over, and it's a, it's a fully functional strap on you know both sides. But I, I got to pick between two different colors. Um, 
which sounds kind of cheesy, but when, oh, you, we'll get, when, when you look at it, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's we'll get hand, pictures up of it yeah, and everything. It's, uh, it's hand-stitched, handmade, hand-cut, and um, uh, they, they reached out to me after I had commented on a few of their things and was like, hey, you know, we, we like your stuff. Um, you know, reach out to us and, and you'll, you know, we'll hook you up. And they, so they, they got me nice. a little, little bit of a discount to kind of try them out, and I want to do what I can to make sure that I kind of promote their stuff and, and get their, their stuff out there. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll take some pictures of that and get it up there. And then the other thing that I want to kind of demo and something that, you know, your listeners can actually hear is, uh, the, the pedal that I have from old blood noise endeavors, which is, uh, called their visitor. So it's a, it's a mod pedal. So it actually has, um, three different, uh, effects on it. So you can choose between a, a tremolo, a chorus or a phaser effect, uh, with a little toggle switch. And then on top of it, it has a second layer where you can choose between two of those other effects. So you can choose between an additional trim or an additional chorus effect on there. Um, and then lastly, what I like about it is it has a, an additional port, an additional uh, input, for like an envelope slider switch. So in addition to having all these uh, different effects that you can choose on this, is you can tweak how that entire thing comes out with, with just a little slider switch. That how user-friendly is this? Oh, it's, it's, it's incredibly user-friendly. It sounds difficult, but I'm curious to see you, uh, how, how it works. So, uh, it, effectively, it has um, five knobs on it. Um, and it, it can look a little intimidating uh, if, you, if you're used to just like a boss, like one to two or you know, two to three right, knob right, right. You know, system. Uh, but it's labeled very well. And so you don't really have to put a guesswork. So it's not like a you say like an old school DoD pedal. Like you have a grunge pedal where it's like, oh, this is the pain. Oh, this is the scream. Yeah. Oh, this is <laughs> like I don't know what that means. <laughs> this says, oh, this is uh, the the depth. This yeah, is the rate. Yeah. This is the the intensity. Uh, and then on the secondary, you just have one knob, and it is just the secondary uh, knob. And so that that'll just add that layer into it. But effectively. Uh, all the other knobs will control both both effects. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah, for those listening, if you, it's uh, basically they're just potentiometers, variable resistors. They have a range, and you can adjust this electrical signal to your to your pleasure, depending on uh, depending on what effect is running through. The fact they got three of them in one pedal is pretty freaking cool. But hell, everything now with the way everything's getting with the digital and, and, and integrated circuits that go into those things now, it's mm-hmm. pretty amazing what they can do. Well, I mean, uh, and, you know, we were talking about this before we started recording, but, like, you asked the question, well, you have this, but if you have the spark, why do you need <laughs> why do you need a pedal in front of it? And, and, I mean, truthfully, not to get down a rabbit hole, but you don't. Um, uh, I know, you know, I, I'd rather promote some handmade boutique stuff but i will i will give spark their credit i will give positive grid their due it that it is a beast of a practice amp but it is just that it's a yeah it is just that now i i will say some of the artists that i follow on instagram i've i've watched them perform do some actual live performances with their spark um i would not recommend it be a like a bar you know like a noisy area like it's not going to cut through yeah uh, a show right but if you're just like a solo artist on a on a sidewalk, doing something, so like here in Oklahoma, we have like you know the the the, the Paseo, mm-hmm. you know Arts Night, um, that's probably a perfect venue for a Spark amp. You, it's a forty watt amp. It's plenty loud. Uh, if you're just doing your own stuff, because it's a Bluetooth amp, you can play along with backing tracks or full tracks. You know whatever you want to do. 
So I, I really like it. It is my, it's now my everyday carry, so to speak, when it comes to just practicing. You got a secondary out on that, though. You can put it through a cabinet, can't you? Nope. Oh, no? Nope. It, it just has an aux in. It does have a headphone jack. So, I mean, if, if you had a bigger speaker, you could throw it in there. But, I mean, ultimately, if I'm just performing on, you know, a sidewalk or something, I don't need to. Like, I can just, you know, pull up on my phone, run a song through the app, and play along with it. Awesome, man. So what do we want to do here? Punks. Punks? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to ask yourself that question. No. Uh, let's hear it through just a clean channel and see. Let's just run us through some of the uh, the different effects. Give us an example of it. Okay. We'll turn these mics off and let his on and that one by the amp, I guess. Okay, great. Cool. All right, what are you going to do for us here, man? Uh, got the tone dialed in? Everything's good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like it's uh, sounded pretty good. So uh, what I'm going to do is uh, just kind of demo what the pedal sounds like, uh, just coming through like a clean tone. So right now I've just got uh, my, my my custom... Hand-built. Hand, well, not hand. Well, hand-screwed hand in, hand-assembled. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I do I have this SG-style body kit that I bought uh, from, you know, like a, you know, build your own guitar DIY kit. Uh, but I hand-sanded hand everything down, uh, drilled the holes myself, and... Uh, you know, made, blended my paint and, you know, put everything on myself. So looks good. It yeah. Looks real good. So we're running through this for whatever wood it is, but we're running through, uh, the Zach wild signature EMG 8581s. Yeah. yeah. Actives, uh, running into the spark amp. All I did was I just found a clean, like no, no frills tone. I think there is some delay on there. Let's, let's check it out real quick. Yep. A there, there's a little bit of a delay and verb on there. Uh, but other than that, there's no additional, there's no gain. Okay, how are you modulating? You're going from guitar to pedal through amp? Yep. Okay. Yep, so so the pedal it. will be going into the front of the right. amp. So um, now I will say on my live rig, so when I'm going through like my Marshall quarter stack, um, I prefer this this pedal to go through the effects loop. I usually do that. I'll, I'll have if I have a distortion pedal, I'll go front of or front of amp. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. But um, signals will go the other route. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll go through this clean amp, and then I'll go into kind of like a little crunchy channel with, with some some tremolo on the amp itself, and then I'm gonna go to just a straight metal tone <laughs> that I've dialed in, uh, just so you can kind of see the difference between how this pedal functions with the different signal chains. All right, man. Let it rip. All right. So uh, this first one's just a clean channel. We don't have the pedal engaged yet. start playing i have the phaser engaged at a low rate but kind of a, a heavier depth and then i have the chorus secondary effect on top of that all through okay. this one pedal it sounds like that had quite a bit of bass too does that change your equalizer coming back through your your uh, amp signal, like in your headphones, or even if you're playing like front of house? Yeah, the, the the pedal itself can add like it's that depth. Yeah. So if I if I cut the depth a little bit, it'll it'll keep it a little brighter or you know original tone. Uh, but the depth knob, if you if you do crank it up, it'll go super low and it muddy does, up. It, it does muddy up a little bit if you uh, have a lot of like gain and stuff on it. So I do have to watch that. But ultimately, uh, this pedal is used primarily for either a super bright 
electric tone, like distorted tone, or it goes into my clean tone, which I, I like a lot of bass in my clean tone anyway. Yeah. So I just, when I go to my clean tones, uh, any, any presets I have, I go ahead and dial in like less bass, less low end on the amp. So this will kind of, kind of make up for that. Yeah. Well, and it, like uh, playing a, a whole step down too, it's going to pull up those those yeah, bottom end tones as, yeah, as it is. Yeah, I also didn't note that this is this is tuned to D standard. So. <laughs> D standard on active EMG pickups. Uh, it's uh, it, this has already got some 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 ass. To got it. some some gravel to it. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Let's hear it. What, what are we gonna do now? Uh, now we're gonna go to uh, the the kind of the that's uh, number two there, sir. So this is gonna have more of a. It already has some trim on it on on the amp side. Uh, but it's a little bit more of a crunchy tone. Uh, and I, this is actually what I wrote, the riff that I'm writing. I wrote it on this tone, on this preset. Rock on. That was just that. Sorry, that was just the amp. So now we'll, we'll throw on the, the the phaser with chorus. So I I really like throwing that on there, uh, just in various tones. Yeah, that sounded like it. Uh, that sounded exactly what I like pedals to do. They don't change your amp sound they they just add a little flavor yep. like there's uh, you know I'm, i try not to be a fucking amp you know elitist elitist or right. whatever but you know effects can get pretty ridiculous a lot mm -hmm. of times and it gets so saturated that now it doesn't even sound like a guitar really anymore right which i mean they they do make some pedals that just turn into a synth. Oh yeah <laughs> yeah it gets crazy uh, but i mean when the, you first had me on here i was ragged on the line six pod 500x <laughs> that i had and and that's your your comments right that that's exactly why i got rid of it is because it was a full effects pedal board right uh multi-effects it had amp chains and all that stuff but if you actually plugged it into an amp it, it doesn't matter what amp you plugged it into it just sounded like shit yeah uh those multi-effects boards so whether you have like the boss uh gt series or you have you know the the line six pod series those really are meant to be just plugged into pa systems just straight in right and it, it's it's to no fault of their own and it's not that i rag on them for being crappy live rigs they're actually great live rigs if you don't use a live rig um like uh, one of my favorite guitarists uh, who's you know running with alice cooper right now anita strauss oh yeah she uses she uses a boss gt series uh of multi-effects board that's that's her rig and uh i know she does a lot of like you know national anthem yeah spots for for various sporting events and like that's what she uses she used that pedal board she didn't bring an amp she didn't bring effect pedals or anything like that she just brings that multi-effect board and that's that's her kit well and a big part of the battle with those was just navigating it i mean they, yeah. it's like it was so new and all that they just crammed as much in there as they could and then by the time you're trying to actually navigate this thing it's it's like programming a computer it is mm -hmm. programming a computer yeah you know? for the most part they're like oh yeah plug this into the computer and then use the application <laughs> to do this and it, it took me three years to figure out what the heck i was doing with that pod and by that time i had already left the band i'm like oh i don't need this anymore yeah i already have my DAW and like all my vsts i it took me five minutes to plug in a good tone with those vsts so yeah well, and it seems like as far as the user-friendly technology now with the Bluetooth, like you're showing me the Spark Amp on your phone, like 
I mean, now it's it's getting to where it's uh, hard to deny how good it's getting, you right? Know? So it's that's awesome though. I really like it. Right. So I'll do I'll do one more tone if you got time. Fuck yeah, we'll do a couple. All right, cool. do, do do something you're you're gonna have on an album coming up, and then just rip the shit out of one of them. <laughs> Obligatory squeal because the Zach Wild pickups. Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. No more tears. Right. I need that slide. <laughs> song right yeah <laughs> that used to be one of them i played as a cover of that and my mom coming home mm, yeah off that album I, I love i love the song i don't want to change the world i don't want the world to change me um but i don't know for some reason that's a popular ozzy album people don't know anything except the top 10 ones that came off of it right but, yeah you know such is the case so um oh you know we gonna play another or what are we gonna do Oh, I mean, we. I was just gonna say, rip some shred on it real quick, and we can uh, use that maybe for. Or uh, I don't know. What about an intro riff? What's an intro? Just come up with a fucking intro riff for us. Uh, let's go with that that angle that. The the bassy one. No, is that the bassy one? Yeah. Can you put that on? Just add some mids. I'm, I'm, I always joke that the only band that ever did that successfully was Metallica on and Justice for All because they suck. When you pull the mids completely out, it sounds like the air is being like you're right. in a hangar and a jet engine's taking off. Yeah, it just sounds like the air is being pulled out of the room. Which, like I said, uh, bands they some of them still have that sound, but it, it just doesn't work for me. Like that album, it's like they're the only band that ever did it successfully. Fair enough. So. Let me see if uh, we can come up with something fun. See what we can do here. Nice. Loop it. Cut it. (laughs) Fuck it. We'll do it live. Sounds about as chaotic as my brain has been this week. Yeah, I like it. I, I actually wrote it in my office <laughs> at work. So, uh, actually, on my Instagram, I uh, we we actually have a red telly 
in the basement of my office, like my actual office in Oklahoma City. And uh, so I went down on my lunch break and I started working around on some, some drop D riffs. And I came home and then went down to my drop C guitar here and uh, came up pretty badass. Yeah, that's cool, man. I think we can probably use that one. Did we record it or do we need to cut it again? Yeah, it's all recorded. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Well, thanks. Works for it's me. all marked, so like when I pull in the app, it'll have a liner and I just pull it out. Okay. All right. Well, what else are we going to talk about? Y'all know we want to get into this crypto thing that y'all been talking about. One, I don't know much about it. I know it's kind of a shift in gears, but it's all good. Maybe y'all can lace me up on this shit. So what happened? Or what's happening? Uh, well, people are losing their faith in Elon Musk. Yes. To, to be, a, to be a, a crypto king. Are they losing their faith in Elon Musk or losing faith in Elon Musk's money? No, I think I think it's the former. I think so. We we do not have enough time to get into all of it. Yeah, but, sure, sure, uh, sure, sure. Just cover <laughs> just cover what the, the what what started, where it is now, and where it looks like it's going. The the TLDR is that there was a crypto coin called Doge that was created as a joke, mm-hmm. and Elon Musk, being Elon Musk, kind of latched onto it and uh, wanted to see how far he could push it. Wanted to see how far he could promote it himself, and and you know honestly make money off of it and everyone kind of followed him because i mean he is a pioneer i mean yeah. he's a he's a millionaire billionaire whatever um and he's doing some some cool stuff so people are following him and, and they're taking some of the things that he has opinions on as as you know gospel so we started promoting this thing called dogecoin and people just started buying in and that obviously that shot you know shot the, the price way up and so people that bought in at like you know fractions of a penny uh, it, like some people have retired because yeah. in a, in a matter of uh, about a week it shot up to you know seventy one cents. So do some so, math if you if you bought yeah you know let's say you threw twenty to a hundred dollars at this coin when it was point zero 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 six seven cents, and then it jumps up to seventy one cents. Yep, um, hundreds of times your money. You're you're, you're a millionaire. Yeah. Oh, I uh, over summer they were talking about it and they were they were making jokes about the fact that people were going to buy into this. And because I knew what it was, I was like, I was like, well, I, I kind of want to, and then I, and, 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 but then I'm like, oh, I'll just hold off and I'll just see, see if they actually do anything with it. Right. And by the time I did, it was like at 25 like cents, so it's ship. worthless. Yeah. yeah. It's not, you're not going to make as much, but like if I would have did it back during summer, whenever I, whenever mm-hmm. people were talking about it, then I would be good right now. Okay. Uh, devil's advocate here though. Is this not just the new age pump and dump, the new age penny stocks? Is it just the same game, new players? Absolutely. Really? I, I mean, yeah. I think it is. Now there's like we had talked about before we started recording, there's theology behind it that I agree with about it being a decentralized currency. It's not tied to, um, well that increases the risk. Uh, oh, yeah. maybe not on the world stage, but certainly within the United States markets, you know, right. Well, on, on all markets, cause a lot of these coins came from not the U S Oh, and so, uh, like Bitcoin, I think, you know, originated outside the U.S. When well, the white paper is what, like possibly some Japanese guy, mm-hmm. like that's what they think is that, is that like it's all all the way down that Bitcoin was some Japanese guy. Possibly they don't know because like one dude claims that he did it. Right, but that's the whole point of the coin yeah. is that it's 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 anonymous. Uh, well, I mean, Bitcoin has kind of gone well mainstream, and so there there are ways to track it depending on what you know wallets you're using, or, or you know digital exchanges, but. Uh, the idea is that it's a it's a decentralized market, and that we only have a, you know conversion rates for U.S. dollars and, and and everything else because the world still operates on a government 
regulated currency. Mm-hmm. And so people are, when I say people are becoming millionaires, it's, it's based on the U.S. conversion rate. Uh, but the idea is that you have this decentralized currency that inevitably just becomes a world a, currency, a, a peer-to-peer exchange instead of having to worry about taxes and exchange rates exchange <laughs> rates because yeah. like you can move i mean even though the gas fees are high you can move bitcoin a lot cheaper than what it would cost to take a ton of money and just move it from one country to another you could just do it in bitcoin and it's a lot faster right so but what what piqued your interest was that um dogecoin hit an all-time high earlier this summer and people were becoming millionaires well there was this huge thing where elon musk was going to appear on saturday night live and everyone wow. had these theories that he was going to like you know snap his fingers or say the word and then everybody's just going to buy in and it's going to skyrocket again and we're going to go to a dollar and people are going to be billionaires um and he kind of bombed yeah and yeah. never really Big made time. a remember push the episode, for it. yeah, yeah it, it was painful to watch yeah. um well, he's a he's kind of an awkward dude. He's an engineer, man. I mean, that's yeah. just they're not celebrity types of people. They're not that type of person. Yeah, and I mean, he, he said in his opening monologue, like, "I'm the first, you know, autistic host right. that they right. had." Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can't really fault him for for being who he is. But the fact that it was kind of a disappointment for everybody, not because of his acting skills, but because that he didn't do what people thought he was going to do, or do what he alluded to the fact that he was going to do, which was to do a huge push for Doge. Um, and after that, it has been tanking ever since, and it is now at an all-time low of uh, 17 cents as of today, hmm. where it was up to like 75, almost 80 uh, at one point. So where does it go from here? Do you see it re- recovering and being a thing, or do you think it's just going to die out and there's going to be another one take its place? Uh, I mean, it, it's like an ant. You kill one, there's going to be 80 more. But yeah. uh, effectively, I don't think Doge is going to die out. Uh, it, it, it's gotten too much popularity uh, in, in a good way, uh, not because of Elon Musk, but I, I think it'll recover to a degree, but I don't think we're going to see it in like a week's time span like we saw when it was being pushed by Elon. I think it's just going to naturally grow and increase like the rest of the stuff. But uh, one, one thing you, you pointed out was it's just the new penny stocks. So I, I follow, you know, Robinhood, E-Trade, Coinbase. Like I have all of these exchange platforms that I, I watch because some people will freak out if they only have Robinhood. They, they look at like, oh, this one coin's going down. Oh, crap, I need to sell it. But no, if, if you actually look at like what real stocks are doing, what other coins are doing, it's all it's flowing in the same yeah. motion, right? So if you look at like, you know, Bitcoin and Doge, they kind of follow the same trend lines. Granted, there's a completely different value, uh, so the, the ratio is going to be a lot. You know, well, that's kind of like dealing with you know man on the street stocks versus blue chip. Right. You know, it's the same game, just at higher stakes. Yeah. You know. So, but it ultimately, yeah, Doge had it like you know five minutes of fame. It's it, it's going to go down. It's probably going to go down a lot more, <laughs> um, but I think it'll recover to a degree. Um, I'm, I'm not cashing out well already because I'm, you know, at, at a negative value from right, what I bought right. in, but it's, it's not going to be the, like the, the, was it, what do you call it? Small, short push, whatever. Right. right. Um, okay. it's, it's big, short, big short. Yeah. Are they just like bring it all down and pump it all the way back yeah, up it's, real it's, quick to make a bunch of money and pull it out? Well, yeah. people want to they, they, they try stuff. to do that with Bitcoin, but it doesn't always work because there's too many people in the market doing it. Well, so. I get the vibe that's what's going on with real estate right now. Again, everything mm-hmm. is inflated to a point 
it's just like man i like i said i was looking at the just how our home is valued off its location on uh realtor.com one of those indeed or not indeed but uh like zillow uh, zillow or one of them and it, apparently according to the tax uh, records it's already gone up 50,000 in value in a year of being here damn and i'm like it's not worth it though like you know it's not it's it's not it's only i guess anything's only worth what someone's going to pay for it obviously but um to me that's odd but it's it's going up everywhere it's not just here right you know? so i don't know man i ain't going to turn around and sell it i love it here so <laughs> well i mean i also think too like um like I, I like ethereum just because it has a purpose you know they have they have smart contracts they can do these things where like it, it can create these transactions that are designed in in you know with the data and and so i mean nfts and all these different things ethereum actually has a reason uh bitcoin has some reasoning behind it what it's used for but like uh but things like doge and it's like there's about there's about maybe 50 what they call junk coins or or what is douche coins yeah is another term and so they it's basically (laughs) guys create them they pump it out there we could create a coin called music coin and there is a group trying to do that, trying to create a music coin where, where they're using the music industry. And they're just it has no meaning. It has no purpose. But you just created the code, and then you just put it out there, and everybody just puts money into it. And so it's, it's like creating fiat currency and digital. They were trying to do that with – or that's the whole thing with the Elon situation was they were talking about making Doge on a platform like Ethereum and Bitcoin. But I don't think they ever – Obviously, it never got to that point, so I don't know what would be in the works for that, but I know that it's been talked about a whole lot. It well, seems I mean, like you have to have structure of some kind. I mean, so that that's the no? issue that everybody's running on is that <laughs> is that Bitcoin is decentralized. They don't want a centralized coin. We we we've been like on that route forever. Like fiat currency and, and like uh, and the currencies that the governments use, they're designed to control us. Sure. So. And, and debt and everything like that. And so now they're trying to make their own coins. Europe, Europe or uh, was it the European Union or whatever, they just now put out that they're creating a cryptocurrency for their markets. And no one's going to buy into their coins because why would we? Unless they ban all of our, uh, our abilities to make them. Well, when you go yeah. up to the level of governments, now it operates, it's going to have to operate on global trade economy. Like that's what countries have to offer to make that work. So, I don't know. When you're talking digital currency and stuff, I'm like, man, we're one solar flare away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I think it's cool. I still got to learn a lot about it, man. I, I, I'm glad you talked about it a little bit because I don't know dick about it. You know, <clears throat> I'm finally to the point where I carry as little cash as I probably ever have. Because, like, when I was playing poker regularly and everything, I always dealt in cash. Never had a credit card or even a debit card. And Tracy, she grew me up, you know. <laughs> Stay out of the casinos. Yeah, uh, well, I haven't been back since COVID, man. It's been a while. I went to the casino way more than I should. I went probably three times a week whenever I had first turned 18 because I was like, this is awesome. I can finally do something adult. And then whenever uh, it got to the point, I was like, wow, I'm losing a shit ton of money right now. <laughs> I don't. I'm losing money that I don't even – I should be saving right now. I should be putting this into other things. It was bad. I did pretty good in poker. Um, a lot of, a lot more ups than downs, but the downs is usually going completely broke. So that's, uh, it hurts. But when you win, you win thousands of dollars at a stretch. So that's, yeah, yeah that roller coaster, man. 
I'll tell you what, man. Well, what's new with you guys? You got anything coming out? Uh, let's start with Skylar. Or yeah, let's go with you first. You got the uh, you got any new album, new songs, anything you're working on? I know you wanted to do gear reviews. Hopefully, we can maybe get that kick started today with uh, what you did for us here. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I am gonna start working on uh, gear review uh, videos on Instagram and, and YouTube. But ultimately, right now, I am uh, trying to work on a few new tracks that I'm gonna release. I don't. I'm not working on an album. I'm just gonna start releasing uh, some singles. That as, seems as to be the the way a lot of it's just going, you know, yeah. one one out, one song at a time, and then once the songs are released singly, then they'll group them together and release release it as an album, kind of backwards from the the quote unquote old school way. Right. Yeah. It, it, before, like the last album I came out with, it took me over a year because I mean, just it, I'm not a full time musician, you know, and I, I have a full time job doing IT security, and I got a family, and so it took me over a year to kind of get these songs, not just you know written but you know recorded organized mixed mastered i did everything myself uh just in my little studio room and uh then i finally put it together i had like 15 tracks i'm like man only about half of these are worth a damn so i came out with like a little ep um and you know i'm still sitting on these other songs that i feel i can make better but i'm not gonna wait another year just to release a bundle right so i'm gonna start you know just releasing a track here and there, and uh, but ultimately I'm gonna I'm gonna work more on um, gear reviews. Uh, you know, just talk about what I, I I like about stuff, right? I I have the tone. I have you know I can talk all day about you know Positive Grid and all the other software you know VSTs that I have in my DAW, uh, and they come out with some phenomenal tones that I do use on my albums. But uh, when it when it comes down to like live rigs, like I I light up. Dude, I when I plug in a live, I turn into a a novice player. I just start turning knobs. Oh, you know that's you know, I don't know. I, I love talking gear with people, except the guys that work at Guitar Center. <clears throat> they're not gear people. They're not. Yeah, they're salesmen. Yes. There was a kid in there, and he was trying to sell my son a guitar, and I'm like, oh boy, this ought to be good. My son took him to task with guitar players gear. I mean, my son lives in this house. He right. sees this shit all the time. He's no slouch. And I'm looking over, watching this guy just try and try. Finally, he just walked away from my son. I'm like, I ain't selling him no guitar that he don't think he needs. <laughs> He's got a whole room of them at the house. He can pick from any any shape or size he wants. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, so how can people get a hold of you? Instagram, Facebook? Oh, no, you're not on Facebook anymore. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm on faux Facebook. I'm on Instagram. So Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, just add Skylar Tudor. All right, Skylar Tudor. All right. Oh, what, oh, shout out. What was the name of that pedal brand? Oh, uh, so the pedal is Old Blood Noise Endeavors. Old Blood Noise Endeavors. They're right out of Norman. I'm going to reach out to those yeah, guys. Yeah, so their Instagram is at Old Blood Noise. Cool. So yes. reach out to them. And then the strap is Leatherstraps.co. Leatherstraps.co. Check them out, guys. All right, man. Asher, what's your story, bro? You got Instagram, Facebook, all that yeah. good shit? Uh, well, Instagram, I'm probably not even going to look at 90% of the time. So Facebook would be the best way to get a hold of me, just at Asher Phillips. Um, but anything that I got working right now, just literally whatever I can get my hands on. Uh, I have, I lost a very big chunk of my portfolio with a, uh, a hard drive issue on my computer like two years ago. And that was a very big discouraging moment. So right now, I just got this iPad and uh trying to relearn all kinds of uh right now i've got some program that i'm working in um that i'm trying to learn and then i have another one that i'm probably going to get here pretty soon uh but it's 
it's I might as well be newbie to everything that I'm looking at. So hey, it's join the club. Yeah, no, it's been a trial. <laughs> I did. I I went to college for computer technology, learned all the hardware shit, mm-hmm. and then I dropped out. Went in the military, learned plane shit, and mm-hmm. then and then got out, learned business shit. So like I like. I, I've switched career fields so many times and I've learned all those like computer softwares and stuff. Nowadays I'm relearning it all. Now I'm learning how to be a sound person. Yeah, no, it's so, it's so, cause everybody does something just a little bit different, but whatever way but they that's, do it different, that's the it's something it. you got to work past. So it's tough. But the same with guitar players. They, yeah. they all have a little something different. That's, that's why you, you know, there's always that preference of that artist, even though yeah. someone can get it close. I still want David Gilmore with Pink Floyd. <laughs> I don't want to stand in playing comfortably numb. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> but, uh, all right, cool, man. And we'll definitely be working with you. Anything we get up, uh, we work together. We get something we like. We'll definitely put it up on our Facebook and all that stuff. And, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if uh, we can get you in on some of these uh, bands that are looking for artists. So. I would love it. I've done one thing for one – or I've done – I guess I did four things for one band uh, – they're actually located out of Oklahoma City as well. They're called One Two Ten. They're all around my age, but they're they're going somewhere right now. They've got shows like every weekend. Dude, it's exploded. Yeah, they're Man. doing real good. But, I'm glad to hear it. I actually last week uh, when Wofford came in, I was like, "Man, we we actually." I reached out to three people and they're all booked, and I'm like, "I can't be mad at them. That's you know that's." That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And just needed to get better at being further out and get people a couple of heads, a couple of weeks ahead of time. But, you know, we're, we're doing it. I'm glad you came in. Skylar, thank you for being with us today, bud. Yeah, for sure, man. Always a pleasure. Wofford, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. All right, man. Thanks for being here with us. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to shout out to uh, Carvin Jones. He's coming through Oklahoma City at the 89th Street Collective. I said the wrong date on the last episode. It's the 26th. It's a Thursday next month, August 26th. Blues guitar player, fucking badass blues guitar player. Um, <clears throat> me and my wife and my son are going to go, and I hope to see uh, some of you guys out there. So uh, with that, I guess we'll call it a day. Jonathan, take it home. All right. Uh, the Local Earshot Podcast runs on the value for value system. That is time, talent, and treasure. Uh, so we we value everybody's time for listening. I mean, it, it definitely you, there's a million podcasts out there, so you could listen to anything. Um, and, uh, so the best thing, best way to actually help us out is to share with your friends, tell your family, tell everybody, you know, check us out, uh, as for talent. Uh, so we connect with people inside the industries in Oklahoma, uh, and inside like music and entertainment. And so if you want to contact me, it's John at local earshot.com. Um, there's also like a backup email you can go to. It's more bands at gmail.com. Uh, and then, uh, as for treasure, um, I, I'm actually really happy that I found the, the host stuff that I just found. Cause, uh, it's, it's a, it's a million times better. We'll be able to add different currency types, uh, different ways to do the crypto stuff, di- different ways to do just normal donational things, um, artwork donations, messages. We can do pretty much anything. We have a blog on our, on our page that we'll, we'll be able to just interface with and we won't have to worry about any of the coding with like wordpress or any of that stuff it's just all built in cool so, well the podcast still be out on spotify though right? or they can yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. the podcast stuff like so the way that res feeds work um it it's gonna hit everything no matter what i do cool. and as long as i keep on updating that that little file where it just points right to it it's gonna update that the issue that i ran into in the last episode 
was whenever I was checking numbers and stuff was that the the link showed that it was good and and Captivate, uh, which is the host that we're currently using, um, it said the link was good, but then when you clicked on the link, it went to a, a 505 dead page. Oh. So it was a bad page. It was a bad link, but but it was saying that it was working. And so I thought it was working. It was good to go. And then I had to go back and, and change every single post that I did to a different link that was forwarding, and I had to go on my um, the actual hosting for the website, uh, A2 Hosting, which I go through. And I had to, I had to go through like um what do you call it uh, redirect records for domains and all that stuff to change the pain in the ass so it would point point to where i needed it to go because because it it wasn't it wasn't working and i I don't know why like that particular server company like it it, it, their host just was not what it said it was going to be so um but i found a good one so cool all right man time talent treasure uh yeah that's about it thank you guys for being in today all Thanks right. for having us. We love y'all. We'll see y'all next time around. Oh, yeah. Would you mind that flipping that switch? Here? That whole power button, man. That's a finicky motherfucker. I tell you what. Man. <laughs> We're a beer budget operation around here. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>